Welcome to the Mount Washington Valley Spirit Podcast. Today's episode is part two in a two-part series entitled, Why We Investigate at Night. When you watch paranormal investigation television shows, you may have noticed that the extreme majority of investigations or ghost hunts are completed at night. Have you ever wondered why this is so? Today's podcast is part two of the series where we discuss this phenomenon. On part one, we discussed how many paranormal investigations, ghost hunts, ghost tours, and paranormal-themed television shows are done at night simply for the spooky factor as not all groups use a level of science that would cause you to choose to engage in paranormal-related activities at night for scientific purposes. We also discussed how sometimes it is due to scheduling necessities due to the investigators or clients working during the day. Today I will discuss the science component and reasons for conducting paranormal investigations in the evening. Some of what is explored here is pulled from previous podcasts that I have produced and I have authored blog posts regarding, so some of this may have been read or heard before if you follow my blog or podcast. During the day, there is a slew of various activities going on around us that can have an effect on our investigations. First and foremost is noise pollution coming from cars, people, businesses, construction, etc. It is hard to complete direct voice phenomenon, DVP, or electronic voice phenomenon, EVP sessions when there is all sorts of noise coming into the location from outside. All of what I just mentioned can cause other interference, which I will discuss further later on in this podcast. Firstly, we'll discuss electromagnetic energy. Electromagnetic radiation, also known as EMR, consists of waves of electromagnetic field propagating through space, carrying electromagnetic radiant energy. It includes radio waves, microwaves, infrared, visible light, ultraviolet, x-rays, and gamma rays. Half of the equipment used by paranormal investigators are various sensors pertaining to electromagnetic radiation, yet many people don't exactly understand what it is, how the equipment senses it, and how it can or cannot be manipulated by a paranormal entity. It is imperative to understand electromagnetic radiation if you are going to be a paranormal investigator. Our biggest source of electromagnetic radiation is the sun. The sun bombards us with virtually the entire spectrum of electromagnetic radiation, in particular, visible light, infrared, and radio waves are what can be affected during a paranormal investigation. Light artifacts from the sun can cause all kinds of physical issues with cameras. Light from the sun can also cause anomalies on cameras that are capable of detecting light in the near-infrared spectrum, such as what are marketed as full-spectrum cameras. In addition, the light from the sun can also cause artifacts in the far-infrared spectrum, which is visible using a FLIR camera. The radiation from the sun also causes all kinds of audio artifacts on audio recording equipment. Temperature can fluctuate more frequently during the day when the sun is out and can cause more anomalies with meteorological equipment. Now let's tackle a few deeper science-related reasons why I prefer to perform paranormal investigations in the evening. Passing cars, heavy machinery including air conditioning and heating apparatuses, and nearby construction can cause spikes in the electromagnetic energy which can affect your investigation. 
minimizing electromagnetic energy is done by investigating at night as all of those situations that can cause interference are minimized. Vibroacoustic phenomenon including infrasound. The human ear can generally hear within the range of 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Sound frequencies between 1 hertz and 20 hertz are called infrasound. Although it is rare, some humans can hear down to 18 hertz, just a few hertz lower in the spectrum than the general 20 hertz or above that the normal human ear can comprehend. Infrasound is sound below the threshold of human hearing. Some animals can hear into the infrasound range. Elephants, rhinoceros, and hippopotami can hear infrasound and use it themselves to communicate when in large herds. Infrasound has been found to have an effect on the human nervous system and can cause perceived paranormal activity via hallucinations. Any large appliance can cause infrasound. Large equipment outside of your home in the neighborhood, such as construction equipment and mother nature, can cause infrasound as well. Infrasound can do one or more of a few things. Firstly, it can create additional interference and electric noise with your devices. While I always use a Faraday cage on my voice recorder, I strongly suggest that they are used in investigating during a storm. Secondly, there is a possibility for a greatly increased level of infrasound which can affect the people conducting the investigation. Be aware that during storms there may be spikes of infrasound at 7.83 Hz and 14.3 Hz which you cannot hear called Schumann resonances, which doesn't include the additional infrasound caused by the thunder itself. For those sensitive, it can cause strange sensations that could be misperceived as paranormal. Symptoms of infrasound sensitivity include vertigo, imbalance, disorientation, nausea, vomiting, bowel spasm, resonances in the inner organs, and other intolerable sensations. There is equipment available to receive infrasound and it can give a display readout on a laptop. To purchase the device, you are looking at spending around $350 and a compatible laptop and included software is necessary. The device does not work by itself without a laptop. I strongly recommend that any serious paranormal investigator gets one of these things. Infrasound is often misperceived as paranormal due to the intriguing sensations that it can give. If you're doing a science-based investigation, don't waste your money on an SLS camera. Put that money into a good infrasound detector. To purchase a device, you uh, can find it either on eBay or you can find it on Amazon. There's only one company that makes a real reputable device. However, if I found there isn't really anything that you can do to prevent infrasound and human resonances from interacting with your investigation, but it is important to be aware of them during a paranormal investigation and not mistake the results of them as being paranormal. Passing cars. Heavy machinery, including air conditioning and heating apparatuses, and nearby construction can cause spikes in infrasound, which can affect your investigation. Minimizing natural infrasound is done by investigating at night. There is a phenomenon that allows long-distance radio communications that is called ionospheric radio wave propagation. This phenomenon occurs when solar magnetic radiation emanating from sunspots, which are magnetic storms on the sun, electrically charges the Earth's ionosphere. The ionosphere is a region of the Earth's atmosphere that ranges from 30 to 250 miles above the surface of the Earth. 
When solar electromagnetic radiation causes the ionosphere to become electrically charged, it causes the ionosphere to act like a mirror for radio signals below 30 MHz, so it is possible for the signals to bounce off the charged ionosphere and end up hundreds or up to 10,000 miles away or more on the other side of the world. Radio signals also can bounce off of the Earth's terrain and water to allow for multiple skips. Technically, they can also bounce off the meteors that surround the Earth. That's called a meteor scatter. And then they can also bounce off of the moon as well. Um, there's a hobby where amateur radio operators actually intentionally try and bounce radio signals off of meteors or the moon to aid in their enjoyment of long-distance communications. It's kind of like performing an extra trick to make something more enjoyable. Sunspots, which cause radio propagation, are on an 11-year cycle. Therefore, ionospheric radio wave propagation conditions go on an 11-year cycle in intensity man manners. In 2006, we were at the lowest activity part of the cycle. The cycle peaked again in 2013 and is estimated to peak again in November 2024. It is predicted to be the strongest solar peak on record. Ionosphere <clears throat> radio wave propagation isn't always happening. Some days it is very strong, and using an AM radio, citizen's band radio, or shortwave radio, you can hear signals coming in from all over the world. If you have an amateur radio license, you can hear it on any of your lower bands. Other days, there is no active ionospheric radio wave propagation due to ionospheric conditions. The level of propagation completely depends on the sunspot intensity on the surface of the sun. There is no exact science to predict when propagation conditions will be present, but there are ways to have a well-informed guess. Often, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, also known as NOAA, which is a department within the United States government, will report when there was a big solar flare which will create Aurora Borealis or Aurora Australis, also known as the Northern or Southern Lights. This can often increase ionospheric radio wave propagation. There are really only two things that you can do to see if there's ionospheric radio wave propagation conditions in your area. The first way is to buy a shortwave radio and check out multiple radio bands below 30 MHz. The easier option is to monitor two websites which are maintained by the NOAA. The Space Weather Report, which is weather caused by the sun, can be found at https colon slash slash www.swpc.noaa.gov. That is a website to look at in the few days leading up to your investigation. Just before and during your investigation, it is beneficial to check on the current status of the ionospheric radio wave propagation reports, which can be found at https colon slash slash www.swpc.noaa.gov slash communities slash radio hyphen communications. You can find these links in the associated blog post, which will be in the show notes. Conducting your investigation at night helps minimize ionospheric radio wave propagation as it primarily occurs during the day until an hour or so after sunset. It is possibility, uh, or I should say possible, for there to be propagation after that hour. There is something known as e-layer scatter, um, but it doesn't happen remotely as frequency frequently yeah frequency that's appropriate when you're talking about radio communications it doesn't happen as frequently 
as ionospheric radio wave propagation does during the day. Is there a way to keep all these radio waves from affecting your audio equipment? Yes, there is. It is called a Faraday bag, or sometimes called a Faraday cage. They run in costs from about $15 to $25, depending on the size. I use one of my voice recorder to block out any potential radio signals. I know some of you are saying right now, but Mr. Extreme, if I use a Faraday bag on my Spirit, Ghost, or Frank's box, I won't hear anything because the radio waves are being blocked out and the Spirits can't talk to me. Oy vey. Don't let me get me started on another rant why the Spirit, Ghost, or Frank's box cannot do what is claimed of it. If you want to hear that rant, check out my blog entry or podcast episode entitled Paranormal Investigation Equipment That We Don't Recommend. This concludes my two-part series on why paranormal investigations are typically done at night. Please visit us online at www.mwvspirit.com where you can find our social media sites and blog. Thank you for listening to the Mount Washington Valley Spirit Podcast, where we don't like to be normal, we like to be paranormal.